0: This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condes Presley. Welcome to the month of March, which, by the way, is reading month, which is why over the next hour, we're going to be talking with a couple of authors. We start, because it is also Women's History Month, with Trudy Nan She is a police officer turned author. Sounds exciting, I know. And she has a new book. It is The Policeman's Daughter. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Trudy. She got her PhD in community counseling before becoming an officer right here in Atlanta, APD, on the force for more than 30 years, walked a beat, worked homicide. Oh, we're going to ask about this, senior hostage negotiator and lieutenant. Retiring from the department in 2008, still lives here in Atlanta, has won both the Georgia Author of the Year Award and a Pinkley Prize for your debut novel, Out of the Blues. So since since folks are going to start with that, okay, so I got to read Out of the Blues, and then I got to read The Policeman's Daughter. So first, did you always write, even when you were an officer? Clearly, as an APD cop, there's no shortage of material. Right. Well, thank you for having me first, Connor. I was
1: very glad to be here, especially as you say, in uh, Women's History Month and Reading Month. Um, I did not, I've always been a reader, but I never, um, I didn't set out to be a writer or novelist. But in uh, the year 2001, um, I had a series of both personal and professional tragedies, I guess was the best way to put it. And I turned to Callanwall Fine Arts Center and the uh, fiction writing class uh, as a way to find some catharsis for the things that I uh, had and was experiencing mm. and uh, just set out to um, try my hand at fiction writing and got some encouragement. And the first things that I wrote were not a novel, but as the years went on, it turned into a novel. It mm. began to cohere. As a
0: reader, what kind of things do you enjoy reading?
1: Well my personal
0: hero right now is
1: Marilyn Robinson um, who won the Pulitzer Prize and she's written um, Home and uh, Lila and my personal favorite Gilead but uh, she's also a, both a theologian and uh, a philosopher and a study of uh, student of history She's written some essays and I find her fascinating and challenging so, that's my, that's my meat and potatoes person right now. I love um, other, other crime writers. I love Richard Price. Um, I'm a big fan of some of the classics, Zora Neil Hurston, James Baldwin. In fact, the epigraph for this book
0: is a James Baldwin quote. I want to thank you for your service to our city, walking a beat, being a homicide detective, and all the things that you did for more than 30 years as an Atlanta police officer, is your protagonist, Sarah Alt or call, we call her Salt. Salt, mm-hmm. That your alter ego? Yeah. <laughs> well, certainly uh, her, uh,
1: her experiences have been inspired by um, a lot of my experiences. The people she encounters are um, often composites of people that I encountered, both civilians, um, people on the other side of the law and um, my colleagues, but uh, the names have been changed and uh, to protect the innocent, right? right. <laughs> or not so innocent, <laughs>
0: as the case may be. And we are talking about police and detective novels. So, okay, so we tell us more about Sarah and tell us who she is, what she does, and where we find her in the policeman's daughter. What's this book about? Well, um, in this uh, policeman's daughter. Uh,
1: Salt has been on the streets for about 10 years, and she's worked in uh, a place that uh, in the Policeman's Daughters called The Homes. It's one of the most densely populated housing projects in the city. And um, she has had a tragic background, and as the novel opens, she begins to um, experience—well, she has a a, a traumatic event— and then that causes um, some interaction with her past. And um, as she, she's completely dedicated to her work and driven almost single-mindedly to the exclusion of certain other uh, considerations that are probably may be more hel- healthy for her. Um, so she's incredibly dedicated. She does have a pal on the department that she went through the academy with. And as the novel goes on, um, she meets someone, um, uh, and uh, that develops into a romantic interest. There's um, a lot of um, interaction with the community, and uh, I hope that uh, the characters uh, that I've rendered in the community um, are identifiable and that people can, they resonate with people in um, in Atlanta. A lot of the locations in the city people will recognize,
0: and um, I don't want to spoil the ending. Oh, no, 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 (laughs) no, 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 do not. We want people to read Salt's story, so no, don't spoil the ending, and I love that. That's the best thing about Atlanta being the new Hollywood, going to the movies and seeing things that have been filmed here and going— that's the High Museum and all sorts of stuff. So, of course, we want to recognize the locations that you that you identify in your story. How do you go about developing your characters? Are they a, an amalgamation of personality types and people that you've known over the years? They are. Uh, one of the great things about having worked for, for the Atlanta Police
1: Department and in the larger community of Atlanta, uh, our incredibly diverse city, and that is that Um, the police department, Atlanta Police Department, reflects the diversity of the community. So um, my experience in the Atlanta Police Department, I I got to work with a lot of really amazing people who came from a lot of different backgrounds. And um, my uh, exposure to various communities in the city was a really wonderful, wonderful experience. I got to know about Atlanta in ways that a lot of people never would because of the diverse, um, the diversity and because I worked in a lot of different communities and uh, learned a lot about Atlanta as a police officer. And um, I thought I knew the city really well mm-hmm. because I had worked homicides, which means I responded to communities all over the city. And then I worked to beat, and I worked downtown, I worked the East Precinct, East Side Precinct. But getting and doing the research for the policeman's daughter, I learned about uh, facts about the city that I would never have learned the his the rich history of our city, um, especially as in regards the railroads. Atlanta is unique in, in uh, large in. in in comparison to a lot of large cities, we don't have any natural geographical gifts. We don't have a bay or an ocean um, or a river that runs through our city. We are landlocked. We are. This city was built around its railroads, and that in and of itself um, is an interesting thing. I, In doing research, I went up to the uh, Southeastern Train Museum, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Learned a lot about trains, and uh, of course, this Atlanta was originally called Terminus. That is correct. And uh, so, uh, have to th- the the first novel that was published in this series uh, was Out of the Blues, and it had a lot to do with the blues music, and where that came from. And of course, the blues came from field hollers and work songs that accompanied people as they did things like build railroads and clear the land for the railroads. So um, I, I gained a greater understanding and a great appreciation for the fact that this city really was built on the back backs of African Americans. And because uh, not only the railroads uh, built this city, but then all the commerce grew up around the railroads. and. Um, pretty poignant and um, I think an important thing that a lot of us don't understand or have not understood. I think we're gaining a, an understanding of that. So in, in doing the research for these novels um, I gained uh, an understanding for the richer history of Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta is m- much more to me, much more interesting to me than the glitz and the glamour and the Hollywood. That's, that's nice that we have this wonderful film industry that's helping our economy. But but what I really uh, find magical about the city are um, sitting on the curb of Auburn Avenue and hearing somebody tell me about the music that used to be in the Royal Peacock. Mm-hmm. Those moments... Um, Priceless. ...are magical. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And that's a, the kind of thing that, you know, as a cop, you get to do some of the times. You, you can sit on the curb on Auburn Avenue and not, you know, not have anybody sec- take a second look. So talking to people, um, there, there's a, a moment that happens in about the third chapter of The Policeman's Daughter uh, where Salt encounters a woman, and uh, she jumps out of the shadows, and it, she is your ubiquitous um, drug user who's been on the streets for a long time, and, but that encounter... Uh, which was inspired by a real encounter with a woman one night when I was patrolling. You know, Atlanta patrols one-person cars. Yes, I know that. So this encounter with the woman, uh, she, uh, a lot of the people on the street have these really creative ways of talking and, and um, the vernacular. Um, it was really wonderful. So that encounter inspired actually the first thing I ever wrote and as it turns out, um, that woman uh, inspired one of the main characters of all these novels. It inspired her significant other, a development of a character versus her significant other, her daughter, her son, uh, we, and um, her mother-in-law and her own mother. Uh, so yes, the, the characters come from my experiences. And fiction is, is a really magical thing some of the time. You, um, that The James Baldwin quote that I have in the beginning of the book, uh, I'll paraphrase. I don't have it exact in front of me. But um, James Baldwin said, um, writing is like a journey, mm-hmm. and you never know uh, what you'll find. You never know uh, what you'll do or what you find will do to you. No. Uh-huh. And I found that to be the case both in writing fiction and in my law enforcement work.
0: We are talking with Trudy Nan Boyce. Her book, a dark, gritty novel set right here in the city of Atlanta, is The Policeman's Daughter. And I've learned over the years that writers write what they know. Trudy spent 30 years as a cop in the Atlanta Police Department. What made you want to pursue a career in law enforcement years ago? Um well <laughs> yeah. I have to
1: say that um as I have reflected on it over the years, mm-hmm. um my dad was a a preacher, um a country preacher, rural minister, um in the South. And back in those days, um older, um season is the word I like right, to hear okay, we, well, thank you, you, you. when we talk thank about you. life experience. Thank you. Uh you didn't call the police, or you didn't call your doctor, you didn't call a therapist. The person you called in the middle of the night when your son was locked up in jail or when your husband was still at the bar, the person that a lot of people called was a preacher, their preacher. Um, I actually went with my dad a lot, um, uh, when he would do things, we would call it visitation, where people were terminally ill, dying at home. People were, um, we called it bedridden, or, and uh, a lot of these people really did not have a whole lot, or a whole lot of resources. My dad was a great, great bedside uh, minister. So um, I think I developed my fascination with people, which led to my uh, wanting to get an education in psychology from him. His compassion and empathy. My dad was um, in out of the pulpit, was more of a listener than he was a, a talker. And um, so I, I think that the genesis of that was uh, the genesis of my law enforcement work was uh, seeing my dad be helpful to people. And if you think about what happens when somebody makes a 911 call, often they're in crisis. So you're in essence being invited into uh, someone's home at a moment uh, when um, they are experiencing something traumatic. And to me, um, I hope this doesn't sound corny, but um, that's a, a sacred opportunity or was a sacred opportunity. It's your truth, yeah. And um, so I think the genesis of my wanting to be around people and to understand people and to be helpful to people, and I think that's the reason most police officers become police officers. They want to be um, the good guy that rides in and um, saves the day. Most police officers really have that kind of I- idealism. So it happened there, and then I confess that um, uh, the police pre- early pre- police procedurals of Joseph Wombaugh, um, I loved Hill Street Blues, I loved The Wire, um, that all of those uh, adventures um, inspired me to want to go on the street. Also, I, like I said, I was a big reader, and uh, when you read about it, um, people having adventures, or at least for me, it made me want to have some of my own, So, and I certainly did. I, I had an amazing career, and uh, I'm very grateful for it.
0: I mentioned earlier that this is Women's History Month, and I'm trying to celebrate grand, successful women doing outstanding work in a variety of arenas, and yours has been in law enforcement, and now it's in literature. I wonder, Trudy, early on in your career as a female police officer, did you encounter any difficulty or, well, any difficulty, I'll leave it there.
1: Well, again,
0: I... I, I As a woman I, on the force?
1: Um, again, I, I, one of the great things about working for the Atlanta Police Department, that uh, many of the... Uh, difficulties and discrimination that people have experienced were experienced by people before uh, before I came along, uh, in particular the African-American and black officers. And in essence, they paved the way uh, for other uh, minorities, it, my, women, um, the GLBT community community, um, uh, so there are, are already, there were already procedures in place to protect people. Now, I have to say there are always troglodytes in any profession. That's your SAT word for today, troglodytes. You want to <laughs> spell that for us? No, I'm just kidding. So, yeah, there were instances where, um, where I experienced, uh, some, uh, sexism, um, But here's the way it worked for me. Now, this is a great, one of my favorite stories. Uh, When I, one of my first experiences, I was uh, assigned to the area of the home, Southeast Atlanta. And uh, when I first came out, um, I, again, Atlanta works one person cars. And at the time, it was uh, the most violent sector in the city, the most violent precinct in the city. And uh, we would routinely get disturbances that included. A description of a weapon being involved, a gun being involved, and I had a sergeant, um, and I was the only uh, female uh, on the shift. I had a sergeant who, every time he heard me get a call involving a gun in a fight, um, he would have either he would either meet me himself or, or uh, order me to meet him somewhere before I went on the call, or he would order somebody to back me up. He didn't do that for the uh, male officers, and um, that served a, a number of detrimental things for me. It, first of all, it uh, lessened my credibility, um, and also on, in terms of stats, I'd have to share with the if arrest was made. Then my numbers looked bad. So one night um, I called, radioed him, and I said, "Can you meet me?" And I said, "Sarge, I said if you were the only black officer out here and your supervisor." said to you treated you differently than everybody else he said miss boyce i got it and he ne- he never did it again so he got it he got it right away and so i th- there were some uh, that was very kind he was trying to be protective of me mm-hmm. um i did have another instance where uh, uh, a a uh, detective that i worked with had a uh, had a um, hostile environment uh, poster posted. We were, had a cubicle farm, and he had an um, inappropriate poster up. I said, "You can't do that." And he said, "Yes, I can. It's my cubicle. I can have it like I want it." I said, "Hmm, I don't think so." So, uh, the lieutenant very quickly, when he saw what it was up <laughs> on the wall, he said, eh, "That's so." The the opportunities for
0: redress
1: uh, were there, and uh, I I didn't. It was a good place to work.
0: Now, where'd you grow up? Did you grow up here? I
1: came to Atlanta in 1962, went to Shambly High School out in Doraville.
0: Doraville. And
1: uh, then in 76, I moved. Country comfort in the city. There yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, and speaking of diversity, now that that's a neighborhood that has really gone ama- a, on a magical trans- uh, transformation. Great places to eat on Beaufort Highway. Um so, I uh, I grew up in the rural South until I w- until 1962 when we moved here, and uh, then moved in town in '76, and I've been living in town ever since. We now live in beautiful Grant Park. Oh yeah, and uh, I take advantage of a lot of the amenities that the city has to offer. We have a beautiful park where we walk our dog, and uh, people will see a lot of the city. In all of these books, in the
0: Policeman's Daughter as well as the other two, walk us through the the three books in the series that follow Salt. Uh, the first, the second, and the third. Out of the Blue. I had them right in front of me a minute ago. Yeah. Well, I would recommend people start with the Policeman's Daughter, actually, because this really? is this is a, this is a, a
1: prequel, and uh, this is prior to her becoming a detective. In okay. fact, what the things that happen in this novel um, are the impetus for her becoming a detective. And so I would read The Policeman's Daughter first and then Out of the Blues, which it's her first year um, in homicide. And some of her history that happens in The Policeman's Daughter comes up and uh, creates some tension in Out of the Blues. And then uh, Old Bones um, was inspired in part because I write about, I'd like to explore things I'm curious about, so part of the uh, impetus for old bones which I would recommend being the the last one that people read uh were the events of Ferguson and people police use of force and the controversies around that um so people uh it's a way to it was a way for me to explore those things
0: and put it in the
1: community to provoke thought I I hope so I certainly hope so I I hope, if anything, uh, that this series of novels does is that it makes people consider Atlanta's history and uh, makes people, helps people to consider uh, perhaps another point of view
0: about some of the controversies that uh, we're currently involved with. Because always, unlike many cities in the United States, Atlanta still today exercises the Atlanta way. And also Atlanta remains... As best we can to be the city too busy to hate. So, well, I'm not sure that we always achieve
1: that, but uh, certainly I think that we would, that's a good motto for us
0: to aim for. Last question. Over the course of your career, what made you want to be a detective? And then what on earth made you want to be a hostage negotiator was it because of those calls that your father, the preacher, got back in the day when people were at their worst moments, and he was able to help them through it? Um, I certainly that I think that that's a part of it. Um, in
1: my uh, when I was in graduate school, though, the model of um, therapy or counseling, the interaction with people, uh, and it could be any interaction, a lot of that was the the use of de-escalation skills, how to de-escalate someone who's emotionally Um, distraught and I think we're now seeing um, a lot of police departments um, start to really train officers in de-escalation skills so one of the things I'm proudest of was that um, that we we started um, the de-escalation training in Atlanta and in Georgia and uh, so officers have extra skills verbal skills in their toolbox before they have to resort to um, something more lethal And so um, I uh, learned at my father's feet, and so I think that a lot of that came natural to me. I I like to think I'm a good listener, although today you'd hear me talking a lot. But um, So that, and uh, as far as the uh, detective work, I I think there could be nothing uh, more uh, sacred than uh, encountering... uh, a um, family that is distraught of the death of a loved one and trying to be helpful to them on that.
0: All right. It's a trilogy right now. The author is Trudy Nan Boyce. The books are The Policeman's Daughter, available now, Out of the Blues, also available now, and Old Bones. So are is this series done, or will we be getting more from SALT? Well, I'm taking a
1: break right now. I'm currently working on another book, and um, it's uh, the setting is still Atlanta, but there are different characters. Um, but um, Salt's on hiatus right now. And that, it comes naturally. If you read The End of Old Bones, you'll see why she might want
0: to take a break. So. All righty then. Nice tease there. Trudy Nan Boyce, thank you so much. It is Women's History Month. March is Reading Month. Pick up a book, Lose Yourself in a Little of Our City's History and the Fantasy of a Great Fiction Novel. Trudy, nice to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Condas. It's been a pleasure. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, condo 29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective.